so much punctuality, yet so little time. Yet so that didn't little time. Doesn't even make time. any sense. It did. <laughs> if you didn't say it didn't make sense, DK, I wouldn't have batted an eye. Just so you know. Sometimes you have to say something, even if it doesn't make <laughs> sense, but say it like full confidence. Do you know what I'm talking about? Yes, yes. Like, 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 like this right here, DK. Like Kenneth Martin says, "Hey guys, it's hump day." Yes, yes, it is, Kenneth. It is. Uh, what shall we do about this? Uh, we could start the show. We could mess around a little bit more if you like, DK. I mean, it is a bye week. Me and you got to get healthy the same way this team does, right? Well, all right. In that case, I'm going to share with you. There was a movie from like forever ago called Night Shift that was that starred uh, a very young Michael Keaton. Yeah. And Henry Winkler. And they're, part of the premise in one of the scenes of this movie is that you can get into any building, into any facility anywhere in the world if you're holding a clipboard. Is that what it is? <laughs> they, they, so, that, because you look confident. So what they would do is they would walk into this building and they would just kind of look at the clipboard and look around like this and walk at a steady pace and nobody would stop them. That actually makes a whole lot of sense, man. Uh, I would probably let somebody through if they did that, unless it was my house or something. <laughs> you know? That'd be the only place where you start like, hey, who hey, told whoa, you? Whoa, whoa, yeah. whoa. Yeah. Who are you again? <laughs> man, it's funny. I had a uh, – I saw two situations. i tell you about one. And one involves Alejandro. The other one is this. I'm sitting at the barbershop, right, maybe about a month or so ago. This guy walks into the barbershop the same way you said. Had a clipboard, had a a, a, a label right on his here, shirt. his name. Yep. He was there for um, fire extinguishing – a fire extinguisher certification. Said every small business needs to have their fire extinguisher certified. And I'm just like – Ah, huh? it seems like something the fire department would do. My barber was like, hey, no, instead, give me your card. Uh, I don't need it done right now. Do I have to do it? No, you don't have to do it. How much is it? $50. I'll get back to you. Hand me your card. He has a buddy of his that's a firefighter, right? You know what this firefighter told him? Uh, that's an independent company that will certify you if you pay, if them, you pay them. But this isn't a necessary thing to do. I was like, what? Wow, yeah. Insane. And then another one was this, man. Alejandro, you guys know he went to Carnegie Mellon while he was playing football. Carnegie Mellon's up there, right, DK, as oh, far as institutions? Way up there. Certainly in cost. Yeah, well, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so they did a course uh, because I think he's getting his BA in business, uh, business administrations. And he said they had a course in public speaking. Of course, you want to be a CEO of a company. You got to know how to speak to a crowd. He said one of the things they told him, and you know what, DK, it makes sense, which is why we have this. He said, whenever you walk into the room, you're about to start a, a speech, do this. <laughs> Clap your hands. Clap of the hands, you get people attention. Clap that's of the hand, good. put your hands up, you engage people. I was like, huh. So that's huh. why we have the bell. I hadn't quite thought of it that way. That's really cool. Think about oh, you want to start the theme. Yeah. Oh, okay. I see what you're doing. The bell. <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. Oh, no, that's that. I mean, that was <laughs> did you just sneak some food, DK? But that was interesting, DK. If you think about like public speaking and how you engage people, if the room is little chatter here, little chatter there, you hey, my name is Ramon, and you'd be like, Oh, okay, well, I guess it's time to 
get it going then, DK. Very, very fascinating. Little small tidbits that you never really hear about in situations like this. You know who didn't pull that off today? Who? Matt Canada. <laughs> oh, no. He, uh, I almost feel like any day that he talks, what we all should do is just agree that everything that he said, everything was no. evil. Okay? Evil. Wow. Outright evil. Because, because you start from that default mode and kind of work your way up. Okay. He's not okay. a great public speaker. Okay. He's not going to do any kind of rah-rah with anybody. And he's absolutely unequivocally not going to give you the answer that you want, which is, wow, I'm terrible. I really need to go. I have a different calling that I need to pursue in life. No one's going to do that. He's not going to do that. And no one's going to be happy about it. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's fascinating because uh, let me, let me play the other side of this too. Oh my gosh. I saw social media. I know you were there, DK. Oh, the Penguins game? Yeah. Uh, I heard it was uh, rambunctious. It's what the uh, crowd uh, it was. was. It was brief. It, it, it didn't, it didn't, it started off to the right side of the press box. Uh, I saw during him. play. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So these people, let me tell you something about how ho hockey works here. Um, when, when the puck drops in any situation, there's no music. There's no, none of that. You know how no. in the NBA, they play something while you cross the timeline yeah. or whatever. None of that. So the only time that you have complete silence in an NHL game is whenever the puck drops. So these people knew what they were doing. Place got quiet and I'm, I'm here. You, are you kidding me? I'm looking over to my right. Yes, they are. Holy hell, yeah. they're doing a fire Matt Canada chant. You heard it, huh, DK? And, <clears throat> and it did spread. And then, I don't know how else to put this. It felt kind of weird. Uh, because you know why it felt weird? It doesn't. It's not going to happen there. A different venue, yeah. and you just came off of a big win. That's why I felt weird, oh, right? Maybe that's part of it, too. I mean, we can't get into everybody's heads here individually, but, you know, that's – I just know that when it happened, when the Penguins fans chanted for the firing of their general manager yeah. last April, the general manager was sitting there. He was hearing it when the group of Penguins fans – I'm not misspeaking here – Penguins fans at Akershire Stadium started the chant to fire Matt Canada three weeks ago. You were right about that, too. I, boy, did I take a lot of heat for that. You were right about okay. that, too. But, I mean, I didn't have to guess. They reached out to me. They told me what they did, okay? You know, I mean, that's that's the beauty of everybody being connected in all ways. Yeah, yeah. So, when that got started, everybody hears it who's supposed to hear it. That's all I'm building. thinking of here. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and, and to get back to Matt Canada too real quick too, DK – I, the answers that he's given, go, going, uh, they're going to be very stock. They're going to be very PC. They're going to be very bland and nonchalant, probably. He knows everybody's coming for his head. I mean, guys know when they're playing bad, and they hear it also. Family members here. Uh, I don't know if Matt Canada mm -hmm. have kids in school or a wife or, you know, significant other too, but you hear these things. You go out in public every once in a while, and truthfully, DK, heck, he may be at a point to where – look at that. <laughs> he may – Sup, dog. He may be at a point to where he probably ready to get fired though, too. Well, you get tired uh, of hearing he, it. I was gonna say 
it, it, the thing that you hear most often from people who are completely besieged in the sports world, okay, and you hear it from people who have more important jobs too, okay, you know, whatever it is, whether it's a police chief, mayor, military, whatever, right? Yeah. Pol- politics more often than anything else yeah. is that they don't like their family hearing it. They don't like their family being subjected to it. Yep. Matt Canada comes across as someone who has a legitimately thick skin. Okay. And what he'll, he's actually said this out loud that what, you know, little Angela. Yeah. 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 For sure. Okay. Uh, I don't mean you a little, she's, 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 she's wonderful. She's, 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 she's very small. I get what you're saying. Not very, smaller than Teresa, small. but she's small. Yeah. yeah we're not going to, we're not going to go Zay flowers on her hair. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> but, but right. But um, Angela, a, a tremendous asset to the Steelers in all yeah. ways. She works with Matt Canada and she's standing. She's the one who's standing next to him in these videos that you see of him outside the company. And yeah. Matt Canada has said, with a microphone in front of him, he said, well, yeah, Angela let me know about this and this that was being said, and no, that's not true. Or Angela would let me know about this, this, and this. So Angela is the one that's kind of making sure that it's not, you know, that he's at least informed of what's out there. Yeah. Do you yeah. follow me? And she yes. can function as kind of a filter between, you know, the stuff that really took off, like the whole thing in the press box or whatever, whether or not he cheered you know, so to be aware of what's coming down the pipeline, that's exactly where I was about to go. DK, a <clears throat> little bit of coin. You remember uh, a couple weeks ago, we had the hard conversation. It wasn't hard. DK went. DK went. Went. You went professional on us, and specifically about your profession as a journalist in the court. In 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 the aspect of you explaining, you can ask all the hard questions you want. You're not going to get the answer. Uh. So. A little bit of co- controlled, yeah. A little bit of coin put up here. MC Matt Canada did his usual blaming everything on the players. Took zero responsibility today, so guess he ain't get fired. I think only the Steelers would keep the worst OC for three years. Matt Canada is not going to lay his head on the guillotine himself. It's just not going to happen. Why would you do that? And you saying <laughs> he's been vanilla? It's a team sport. What if? the plays were set up to be successful plays and there was uh, somebody in the backfield or a sack was caused. Is that on Matt Canada play calling or is that on the player? It does work hand in hand. I'm not excusing the plays that get called sometimes, or maybe Najee doesn't need certain runs his way, or maybe there should be more of Jalen Warren. There's a lot of maybes when it comes down to it, but when you attack, 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 yes, he's still employed Matt Canada. Um, Sometimes guys go in, and so asking those hard questions, you'll never get the answer. There's an old saying: you'll catch more bees, you'll catch more flies with honey than you do with vinegar. Keep them close, let them know. Okay, uh, yeah, I, I understand it's a tough day for you. How does that make you feel as a coach? Like you're not gonna say, "Man, how, how do you know you suck as offensive coordinator?" Nobody's <laughs> ever gonna ask that question. Nobody should. That's unprofessional. But that's the expectation from the fan base. You know you suck as offensive coordinator and we boo you in stadiums. That's who's who's DK got the steal to say that. No pun intended. I don't think it's a matter of steal and resolve or whatever. Okay. It's it's not professional. Yeah. Yeah. You, You would get in trouble, but it wouldn't be with the football team. It would be with your own employer. That's true. That's unprofessional conduct for a journalist. Again, people think we're fans and we go there and we're, hey, and another thing, I'm speaking for the fans and you suck. You just can't do that. 
You yeah. can't do that. You lose your job by the end of the afternoon. We got one right here, DK, that's admitting where they were, man. Cohesive eel. What does that even mean? I don't know, but Section 141 uh, is is a reference not to... Yeah, I was going to say, that's a reference to Akershire Stadium. That's not a reference to PPG Paints Arena. Well, well, that's what I was saying as far as 141 starting it, you know what I'm saying, or being in the section before it mm-hmm. went off. Uh, Cohesive Hill said, I was in section 141 for the Fireman Canada chant, and I couldn't understand what I was hearing at first. I just stood there listening to it go around the stadium. Yeah, <laughs> it went It went to 130. It started in 136. Yeah. Meaning this was the one from three weeks ago. I'm like, look, look, at, look at us doing like the Zapruder film treatment. I love on this. it, man. I love this, DK. <laughs> it's good. It's almost like starting the wave in the stadium. That's what it was, man. That's what uh, it was. No, that's uh, that that's good stuff too here. John Matthew says, not doing your job is unprofessional also. I, I don't know if he's talking yeah. about Matt Canada there or, or what. Reporters, I think. Probably, well, well, probably the, both. But, but reporters don't have – that's not the job. That's the exact opposite of the job. To yeah. go in there and yell at people and tell them that they <laughs> suck. <laughs> Y'all are ruthless, man. I, I want oh, to go. Yeah, John clears up here. Yeah, he, he was referring okay. to Canada. Yeah, yeah, I mean that's true. But again, John, uh, here's the thing too. It was back and to the left. Yeah, the Kevin Costner line, right from, from JFK. Uh, I'm not even sure. I yeah, don't know if I've seen that one. Bat. Oh, geez, moan. That's I gotta a, see that, it. Yeah, that's no, that one. That one you see with the kids. I'm wrong for not seeing it. Is what you're saying? No, you're wrong for not seeing it with the kids. Okay, all right. I got one. I did uh, that. I did that. Not that I'm the world's greatest parent or whatever, but yeah. I, I I watched that one with Marco, my son. Yeah. And, and then he came with me on a Penguins trip to Dallas, so that we could tour the sixth floor museum and everything. Wow. It was great stuff. Great wow. stuff. That's phenomenal, DK. Uh, I want to go into the next session because Rodolfo's reminding you of this, DK, that has to be took care of at some point. Mm-hmm. And Ron Lytle, I, I want to start off the next um, segment with that, the Hey Moan segment. I think it's a very fair question that he's asking, DK, or a topic that needs to be brought up. Yeah, why don't we do that? That's that's a good idea. Let's, uh, let's go ahead and, and remind everybody that there is, in fact, only – one segment that matters and and that's hey moan y'all that's why y'all are here man let's rock this thing at dk pittsburgh sports we take pride in coverage that connects our city's fans to their favorite teams now that connection's stronger than ever introducing our all-new state-of-the-art app find expert inside reporting and original podcasts check live box scores track the latest stats chat it up with our community of thousands of fans all in one place the new app from DK Pittsburgh Sports. Coverage that connects. Someone someone was in here yesterday telling a story about how he saw you on the sideline. Where, where were you just now in Cleveland? Uh, I was in Indianapolis, and I was in Cleveland also. He, yep. saw, he saw you on the sideline in Cleveland. Yeah. And he said that he yelled out, Moan! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I that often now. Yeah, but, but what happened was that you turned around and you looked at somebody else that you knew and went. <laughs> so, so what I, I told this guy, what you needed to do was to say, hey, Moan. Hey, Moan. Hey, then he would know. So I'm actually going to play a joke on you here. I'm going to find somebody from the Titans traveling party. What's wrong with you? And one day, one of these days when you're in London this weekend, yeah, I'm going to have one of these people just randomly somewhere on the street 
you know, in Regency Street or whatever, okay, and they're just going to yell out, <laughs> hey, Moan, and you're going to be on the wrong side <laughs> of the planet going, what the <laughs> What the hell is going on? <laughs> yeah, DK, you say that. you th That's fascinating because it's happened more and more often now, too. It does. It uh, happens here. It, it does, man. And I'm, I'm really uh, – I don't have anxiety about coming to Pittsburgh whatsoever. But my wife did ask me, man. She was like – she just she just asked me, what, what you going to do when you go to Pittsburgh? And I told her, I said, I don't know. Because the guys I know still on the team going to make it rough for me. DK is going to make it rough for me. The fan base know who I bus. am on the opposite sideline. See the bus back there? Yeah. Okay, buses roll down Fifth Avenue here. That's how it goes. I'm going, I'm heading down to get a coffee closer yeah. to Market Square. And a bus driver just you know how they have those like side windows yeah he, he kind of does this with his head and he yells out to me he knows i'm not you but he yells out hey moan <laughs> <laughs> we're taking we're catching up y'all we're taking off man uh but but I, I will i will say this though that pittsburgh trip will be fascinating oh, for yeah. me uh in a lot a lot a lot a lot of different ways and by the way jim i like to call it best tennessee not the haywood tomcats we we beat y'all pretty good but uh i played against them you just want to talk about a basketball rivalry ripley high school versus haywood county entire gym dk just packed you can't even get into it gosh love it man well, let's get started on our on our <clears throat> on our hey moans today, right? Yeah, let's command everybody's attention. Let's get started. You ready? Dwight Jefferson does that. He has his own clap as he walks into the room and says, "Is the zone run blocking scheme a fit for Najee Harris's skill set?" Who could one right off the bat? Should the run scheme instead, given who and what Najee is, be a straight ahead power attack? I do think Najee needs tight inside zone runs and a blocker in front of him. And what does that mean? That means, look, if it's inside zone and you hold and Najee take his proper running back steps to give the block the low offensive line time to block, then he got something, okay? Or Najee can run front side and peel back to the backside A-gap, tight inside zone. Uh, also, this right here, um, Najee's getting to the line of scrimmage. Like I said, I tell you, take just a, a quarter of a second. He's getting to the line of scrimmage quick, and he's running into the back of the offensive line. Maybe pulling the puller in front of him, fullback to clear the way up a little bit more while those guys get set. You don't automatically push guys off the line of scrimmage in the NFL. Not in college either. It just doesn't happen like that. It's just too big. Too big. You got to give the, the, the play time to breathe for a second. And Najee is so gung-ho, it seems, in my personal opinion. Najee might see this. You guys tell him about him like, no, nah, he's a liar. That's not what I'm doing. But it looked like he's getting to the line of scrimmage faster than the blocks are becoming open. Mm -hmm. So I would do gap scheme counters with Najee to give him a little bit more breathing room. We're going to remind you here that the way to join, the way to become a member of this program is to go to, and this is a URL address, it's a web address, go to dkps.net. I'm typing it for you here. Oh, there it is. Look at that. dkps.net slash join. That's how to do it. Uh, it's 99 cents a month. It, it, if, if you get one as a gift, it doesn't renew. I think it renews like this, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's, 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 it's a very convenient thing and everything else here. Yeah. Um, and either way, I got a, uh, we're going to have to add the uh, link to Instagram to my brother. Uh, whenever we post pictures, the, the Ramon shop, he bought some merch in my honor. And, uh, he posted, he said he had so many DMs like, where can I get merch? Where can so I get it? Doing it? Yeah. Well, that's, we'll, yeah. We'll Instagram that. is a place that we need to be with that sort of stuff. I agree yep. with that here. Mm -hmm. uh, also, if you want, if you, 
want to make sure that you never miss the live show. And I understand we're supposed to be here at, at, at four, exactly, which we were today. We were today. And people are mad about that. Make sure that you subscribe to the channel. Okay, that costs nothing. Okay, just hit a, hit a subscription to the channel. What that does is that lets you know whenever the Ramon show or the other three Steelers shows that we have comes on. Uh, cost nothing. You'll get the notification. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Hit the bell, she says here. Yeah, that's right. You have to hit the little bell that YouTube offers uh, to get the notifications here. Uh, we have some pretty good questions lined up here. Yes. So we're going to start getting to those. Ray says, this is my first live show ever. Um, our first live game ever. Sorry. Wait a the second. First live? I'm going to read yeah, this right here. Okay. First live game ever. Magical and the dream come true. Oh, he's referring to when he came here. On, oh, I remember. Come this on, DK. Now, okay, all right. So he came here the other night, and we were closed, and we were walking back home. So we're a block away from the shop, right? And he's like, and he was so nice and so everything, and he just asked for a photo. Okay, so like, can we just do it in front of the shop? So we come back to the shop, and now some other people come, and they're like looking inside, and like, are you guys open? Yeah, we're open. <laughs> <laughs> Turn all the lights on, flick the music on, whatever comes in. And uh, and Ray says here uh, that he, he appreciated coming. It's other way around, oh, man. That's awesome. He was from, he's from he came down from Montreal, and that's why he's got the uh, the ten dollar. A lot of Canadian Steelers fans. We never talk about that on this show. We talk about really? the Mexicans, uh, Steelers, especially in Quebec. Uh, there's a there's a really nice. See, Canadians have the CFL, okay, yeah, and, yeah. and they'll kind of support it or whatever, but there's a big NFL following north of the border in general. They should be hitting a playoff soon, shouldn't they? The Canadian League, real soon. I think they end up around Thanksgiving, American Thanksgiving uh, every year for the uh, Grey Cup. Yeah, it's, uh, well, yeah, that's anybody who dares to try to wrestle the Grey Cup away from my Winnipeg Blue Bombers. You look at you with teams in different countries. Do you have a soccer club? That would be your Pittsburgh Riverhounds SC, pal. Okay, okay. By the way, who have the best record right now, finished the regular season with the best record in the USL championship, and they're heading as a top seed. So uh, guess what colors they wear? Black and gold. That's right, pal. That's how it works. So, so, okay, perfect segue, DK. As you know, I'm a radio guy now. Hey, what a segue you had right there. Smooth man. I tease with the Ryan Lytle uh, question mm. or statement. And this is not to attack the fan base. It's just to ask a fair question. I have my YouTube up looking at the comments coming up also. Ryan Lytle puts up there, as a fan base, we've been spoiled for decades. It's rough to go through these growing pains. Fair or not fair, DK? I, I, I say it's fair to go through them. You can't be king of the hill for forever. You can't be king of the hill, but I think that the the view the sense that I get from a lot of the fan base, particularly the, the portion of it that's disillusioned, that's really disillusioned and out just outright angry with everything anymore, is that it's been a long time since there was a playoff win. Like a like a run, you're saying. No, a playoff win. Okay. <laughs> One bleeping W. Okay? okay. It's been a long time. That's been since Kansas City. Wow. Okay. Yeah. The, the the six field goals. Yep. Okay, that's that it. That was ugly. It, but but you got the result. You walked off the field. You didn't apologize to anybody. I was there. I okay. No, we did. No, we didn't. You got it done. And little did we know at the time that'd be your last playoff win for. It's been more than half a decade. 
Yeah. Um, hey, that's not okay. It's not okay. You're right. I give you that. That is that is a fair statement to be mm-hmm. made right there, DK. Um, it is rough to go through the growing pains, Ryan, as you put that up there, man. I see Lyle also puts in the comments, at least we're not Cleveland. That is a 100% fact, too, but Cleveland also knocked us out of the playoffs a couple years back. The, the, the standard, okay, and I hate to use that because a lot of people are just mad at Coach T about even saying those types of things. The standard is winning. Uh, but the expectation of this franchise, as of late, because a lot of people tell you before Mr. Green came into the fold, this wasn't a winning organization. But we've all grown accustomed to that. We're the the generation of people who've watched this franchise be good for a very long time. I will say that, though, DK. There do need to be some playoff wins. There do needs to be a level of consistency that comes along with your play. Somebody brought up yesterday, and I meant to get to that question about you you know, somebody brought up the 49ers. I was just thinking to yourself, the 49ers tore it all the way down before they got to the point they hired Ooh, Kyle Shanahan. Sure did. <laughs> and it was putrid, DK. It was bad. It stunk, okay? And I don't even know how long this is going to last because Brock Purdy is going to come up on the contract real soon. And I know we're in a rookie contract with the quarterback too, but it's a matter. There's, a, there's still other pieces that have to be filled in for this team. A second corner that you can trust in. Reassuring of the offensive line. Cam, more help. Uh, And then, of course, management of plays. Okay? There is a few missing cogs of a championship-style team. If we make it to the playoffs and get that win, I hope so, DK, just to get that monkey off your back to say that was a step in the right direction. You know? And then the sorry thing about it is this. Your fans of a franchise is not necessarily going to suck. You're not like the Arizona Cardinals or the Carolina Panthers or the Tampa Bay Buccaneers to where you're okay with losing 15 games a year and picking in the top 10. This franchise always wants to win. Because of that, you're going to be picking from like 15 on out. And those uh, uh, franchise-changing players are usually in the top 10, other than I know you said Devin Bush situation. Lyle Kropp says at least we're not Cleveland. Uh, It's a fair point to make. Uh, last night, by the way, at the Penguins game, uh, one of the Penguins players was born in Cleveland and, and the, <laughs> they're doing, they're doing the pregame introductions. You're going to love this. Yeah. They're doing the pregame introductions and they'll say, you know how in, in, in football, they'll say from such and such university. Well, they don't really do that in hockey, but if you're new to the roster, what they'll say is, uh, you know, so-and-so from wherever. Okay. Welcome to Pittsburgh. And, yeah. then, and then the player gets introduced. And this was uh, Jansen wow. Harkins, who the Penguins just acquired about a week ago. You see, uh, from Cleveland, welcome to civilization, Jansen <laughs> Harkins. <laughs> it was like, oh, the place loved it. Cleveland doesn't even have a hockey team, not an NHL team, but the fans yeah. just loved it. It was just such a such a great egregious shot. Uh, quick hockey minute. How was the young phenom? Was it good to see him on the ice from uh, Chicago? You know what's interesting? I'm going to offer something because I, I think. From what I heard, ESPN really overdid it. Yeah, they with they ran with it. Yeah, oh, did you hear the referee my. also I heard? We played that on my show today. Welcome to the NHL. He, as they dropped the puck, he looked at him and he said, Connor, his name's Connor Bedard. Connor Bedard. Yep. He said, Connor, welcome to the NHL. And the kid kind of looks up at him and he's about to take a draw with Sidney Crosby. Sid's looking right down where the puck is supposed to drop. They drop the puck and Sid cleans him. <laughs> it's <laughs> like, you can have your pageantry, man. We needed possession. <laughs> Uh, good, yeah. good stuff there. I'm um, glad to hear but that. The, you know what, what I found interesting? Because there's, I, I always find similarities between sports to be fascinating, the three that I cover. 
Connor Bedard was so light on his skates. Now, if oh. I say that to an athlete, it doesn't matter what the sport is that we're talking about. Yeah. Because you've seen football players that you can describe like that where you just go, whoa, he's just moving. Nimble. Yeah. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Like, or someone who is of a certain size, but has a way of moving that makes them look smaller yeah. than they are because of yeah. how um, even it even applies, believe it or not, to offensive linemen. I used to say that about Dave. Dave, Dave would yep. move at a level that's just not natural for a guard. Okay, yep. Marquise had a, a tight ends a, a athleticism yeah. and agility, but he's Fact. playing center. Yep, yep. Uh, that was what I saw in Bedard more than anything else. Was he just he could move from here to there? Wow, with looking without looking like he was touching the ice. It's it's a freak show in that regard. He's an amazing yeah. amazing skater, an amazing amazing talent. He's going to be great. Not just for Chicago, but also for the whole league. I see Jerry Yeager said, uh, Yeager said that uh, Bedard made the difference last night for them. That's true? Um, no, Chicago's goalie was pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> no, Peter, Peter Mrazek made 38 saves. Uh, he was very, very good uh, at, at the far end of the rink. So, no. And Bedard didn't okay. score. He had an assist. Had an but assist. He, he did have 10 shot attempts, which is an awful lot of offense to create. Uh, on its own here. Um, hey, Alex Flores has a good one here. Hey, Moan, do you think this defense now misses Terrell Edmonds, especially Minka? Uh, it's always adjust. It's always hard adjusting to new players playing next to you. There's a level partner. of trust. Yeah, it's a new partner for him. A uh, level of trust that has to go into those types of things. Terrell was seasoned. He understood Pittsburgh's system, and him and Minka could play off one another. Do I say they miss him? No, the defense I still think is playing well enough, except for the run game, I think, uh, against Cleveland early on. Uh, the back end of what Minka's doing, Minka still is making his plays, and his defense is still very opportunistic. You always miss players like this, but a good portion of his fan base and coaching staff look like they wanted uh, Edmonds out, look like they wanted Terrell out. So that's business. Yeah, I would say if there's, there's occasionally, especially when the Steelers will lose – People will look for some kind of hole or flaw in yep. Minka's game. You can't count on takeaways. You just can't. You cannot count on interceptions. There's only been one Ed Reed in our lifetime, okay, who was just born with this sixth sense from God to yep. where that football was going to go. Oh, he got lucky. They threw it right to him. Oh, no. okay. But th the reason that that doesn't happen for anybody else, not even Troy, really. Troy wasn't. Troy was a, 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 obviously a phenomenal player, but Troy was a phenomenal player for a lot of reasons. It wasn't just that the, he would find the football. Yeah, yeah. No. Ed Reed had that. He did, and, and could move around the football field as if, it again, light on his feet. Right, yes. DK? Oh, yeah. It, oh, yes. yeah, absolutely. So I don't think there's a flaw in Minka's game per se. I think the rest of the defense needs to find its footing and free up Minka, make sure he's not leading the team in tackles, which he didn't. This Again, past week, he change, was up there though. Change of his partner is what happened. I don't think you missed Terrell. He's just got to learn his new co-host. Yeah, I, I think that's a good. I think that's a good way of putting it here. I'm being reminded here by Rodolfo, as always, that it is time. Yeah, DK, to let everyone know <laughs> that the. Uh, wait a second. What happened to my 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 screen? That's one, two, or three of them, DK. I see nothing on your screen, just you. Oh, oh, oh yeah. No, no, no. I meant the screen where I keep all of the uh, the get-go reads and stuff. It just mm -hmm. went like totally mm -hmm. blank for a second. At the get-go cafe, 
and market. Quality is at the core of every menu item. Our three expert chefs fine-tune every detail so that every sub-burger salad... Now, don't be getting any of those. Don't be getting the sub-burger salad wrap drinker app. Get the Pilgrim. Okay? If you've not had the Pilgrim, <laughs> yeah. it is basically Thanksgiving on a on bread. On Thanksgiving bread. on a bun. Okay? Yeah. That somehow holds up. Like, the, the bread holds up despite having all this stuff on it and cranberry sauce and turkey and everything. It's... It's fantastic. It's, it's really, it's an experience to eat. Uh, order your favorite entry at the Get-Go Cafe and Market today. Better believe, believe it. it. And we owe you a pilgrim. Yeah, you do, DK. Uh, since we added a read, let's go to this one. Let's read this one real quick from Yancey, man. Jenkins says, hey, Mo, why is Byron Leftwich reaching out to us instead of the other way around? Because Byron's not in the building and Byron hear the same sentiments that you guys deploy to the media and social media and stuff like that. Byron's a stiller. He's won a Super Bowl with this team. Uh, and, of course, if he can just be in the building, that's the thing about coaching. You want to be in the fold, in the building. As an analyst, Byron's just lending his hand out there. And this is also a situation where why would you bring Byron in if you hadn't let go of the other guy? That's just too much writing on the wall. And then you also have Glenn Thomas in-house, too. That's too many chefs in the kitchen. Shout out to the three chefs at the Get-Go Cafe. Yeah, it's it's – there also has to be an understanding that if you do something like that, if you were to bring in anybody else, come on, DK, you put them in the same room, they'll be looking at each other like, uh, "All right, now what? What the freak are you here for?" Are not those words? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah it'd be like that scene in Moneyball when they go, uh, "Billy, does he have to be here?" Yeah, <laughs> remember that. Think- <laughs> you don't want to speak the way coaches are, you don't want to you don't want to burn those bridges i can't i can't stress to y'all enough about how you guys want to execute matt canada you can't burn those bridges in that fashion you just can't whether that be byron on the back bad end or something or coach hey. tomlin or somebody you don't burn those bridges if you're like gonna that. make a change make a change you Put fire them but don't yeah. bring nobody in like that daniel pike has gifted 10 memberships which hey. is which is really, really cool. Uh, Kerry Russell's gifted one of those. Make sure if you don't have a, a, a membership that you have your accept memberships option turned on so that you can have a chance at one of those here. Uh, King King comes in with a contribution hey, to him hey. and says, Hey, Moan and DK, this is more of a life question. I'm considering moving to Denver in the next couple of months. What are your guys' thoughts on Denver? You have thoughts on Denver? Love Denver. Why is Sometimes that? I've been there. It's, um, you it, it, with Denver to me, it seems like you can just be you. You don't have to worry about whether you want to be a person that's in in the rural parts this of the city. So true. You can this live downtown so in Denver. Yes. I almost look at Denver as a blank canvas type of place. Nobody. If, I don't want to say hippies, nobody doesn't judge you, but mm-hmm. like you can just be yourself and whatever you want to do in Denver. Uh, I, I'm a fan of it for sure. You can be a hippie in Denver. Yeah. <laughs> so let's just say what or it is. businessman. <laughs> You, and 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 you won't be looked at any differently wherever you go. Uh, I will say, and I'm always really, really careful about this stuff here. There might not be a city in America that got hit harder by the pandemic, the urban core, than Denver did. Maybe San Francisco did. Uh, Denver has work to do to bounce yeah. back. Okay, uh, all urban cores all over the world have that, including our own. There's, there's, that thing created unprecedented challenges. Uh, but I believe in Denver. I believe in the 16th yeah. Street Mall. I spent a lot of time there between 
uh, you know, football, hockey, and of course, more than anything for baseball, the Pirates, when they go there, they're there for three or four days at a time. And I always stay right downtown, including during the pandemic, by the way. Yeah, nice, nice place. A lot of comments are uh, coming in. I, li- I live in Denver. Traffic suck. Bunch of hipsters. That's somebody that wants you to move there, King King. <laughs> That's what we say about Nashville now, DK. You can visit, but leave, please, okay? Yeah, uh, it's not some of this is why I didn't want to bring this up here. It's a lot of homelessness. There's homelessness everywhere. Okay. Yeah, it is. There's homelessness in Pittsburgh. But in Denver, they really they they really did nothing about it. Okay. Mm-hmm. And it's it's like a it's like a wow factor <laughs> when you get there. Uh Evan says, uh, hey Moan, do you think the reaction to the offensive struggles this year is so much stronger than last because we had Kenny on the bench to distract from the shortcomings. I, I, I get what that Kenny was like the deputy mayor waiting off to the side. Yeah. But you always had a different, uh, you know, a, a shot that you could take. Yeah. The, the, the um, reaction to the offensive struggle is stronger because of this. You expected more out of Kenny. That's what it was. You expected Kenny to come in and, and, and save the day, but we also have to be realist and understand that Kenny is still growing as a young quarterback. He didn't start a full 17 last year either. Mm-hmm. You know, it was hopes that he was going to come in and be really good this year in his second professional year. But nothing makes you better, DK, other than what? Time on the field. Nothing makes you better other than reps. And Kenny looks like still need a lot of reps and understanding of how this NFL works. John Knox says, hey, Moan, was there a real beef like between it. Hines, Ward, and Ben Roethlisberger, or did the press play that up? I don't uh, remember writing about it. First, I'll say this, because we heard uh, people talk about this in different forms and stuff like that. The first answer I have, respectfully, so it worked. I'll say that, okay? The second thing you always got to remember with this, older quarterbacks always seem to have issues whenever there's new guys coming in, too. When the young wide receivers do come in and those young wide receivers like Mike Wallace, Antonio Brown, Emmanuel Sanders can make plays for your team, there's always a what about me. Hines wasn't necessarily like that. Hines understood that the door is more closed than it was open. I'm not here to tell Hines' story, but that's usually the trajectory of veteran wide receivers. Him and Ben, I don't think, had an issue. It never was divisiveness. I know this. We always made sure Hines Ward got his catches and targets. That was never out of the game plan for us. And it, it was obvious, too. Yeah, so, it shouldn't have been. <laughs> not what you're thinking. Leo says, so Matt Canada is happy with where the offense is and the players need to do better. What? Again, Leo, there's nothing he can say. There's not- nothing he can say. And this is offense, so he's supposed to say that, too. Again, he's not going to lay his head on that guillotine. He's just, just not. Yeah, there's only two words he could say anybody that would make them happy i quit quit. he's not gonna say i quit (laughs) yeah that's it uh donnie has a problem with you moan what's that i did i said it earlier i did remember all right all right but but donnie i got you it is huh day y'all be good now don't be doing anything crazy (laughs) out here in these streets okay josh or the streets of 16th street in denver josh webb says hey moan with deontay johnson coming back Presumably, now, yeah. Deontay gave a hell yeah when asked if he's <laughs> going to be back after the bye. Um, has Calvin Austin done enough to be solidified as wide receiver three? Uh, yes, Calvin has earned a lot to me. He has. Yeah, same thing I did, DK. All right, let's finish uh, this know, first. Yeah, yeah. Calvin did a lot. He's almost been one of the more consistent players when he's out there in the field. I know what a lot of y'all are saying. Why in the heck was he out there whenever Gunner fumbled the ball? Again, 
Calvin's concussion, issues. Concussion evaluation. His, yeah. his situation will always be, can you not take the big hits? Yep. Because you but will yes, feel them. <laughs> he could be wide receiver three. Yes. And my feeling is when Deontay comes back, Josh, is that the guy who's most likely going to get semi-bumped from the mix is Allen Robinson. Okay? Um, because you're looking, obviously, George Pickens is out there, Deontay is out there, and Calvin will be your third guy. Okay? Yeah. And in conjunction with, we'll see about this one too, although he expects to be back, Anthony McFarland. Man. Okay, who would be lining up on the outside or in some sort of other gimmicky roles? He was supposed to be. You want to talk about the playbook? He had several pages in that playbook that were just designed for him. There's no one else that can run those plays. Okay, yep. meaning the Anthony McFarland plays. So if you remember what had you excited, part of what had you excited about this offense in Latrobe was that there were so many different weapons. Yep including the multiple tight ends and everything else. Well, the tight ends are gone. The wide receivers are gone. Okay? They need to come back for this offense to be even a fraction of what it should be. I'm not making excuses for Mad Canada. Okay? Right. But that's not what I'm sharing here with you isn't an excuse. It's reality. There's a difference. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I see uh, Jay. Jay Bo said this. We lost speed in the comments. I, I do somewhat believe that. I, I don't know if it's correlating over to what's happening on the field, but you did lose some speed and some valuable bodies as far as um, this team's concerned with what they had plans on. And again, nobody cares about your problem. Either glad you got them, DK. You know how so, it goes. So Moan and I had the same eyes bugging out reaction about a minute ago whenever this came in <sighs> from Grayson Brown, a $100 contribution, which I'm fairly certain is the biggest one this show's ever had. Yeah. Wow. I ain't ever seen red pop up. Yeah, I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't know there was a color for it. I didn't either, DK. Uh, a million Gray, things. Yeah, wow. Grayson says, happy belated birthday, DK. Thank you for that. That was Monday. Thank you for everything that you do for the home city of Pittsburgh. Dinner on me from California. Love you all. Love the Steelers. Beautiful. Rain or shine, here we go. I will say this, Moan. One of the things that's been really cool about the past week and the fact that the Steelers got the result that they did was, <laughs> excuse me, you it, it up? Yeah, it no, it restored, I think, some of the sense of understanding of why the fans are here. Why do you invest what you do emotionally or even financially uh, into the team? Why do you put yourself out there for every kickoff uh, the way that you do? Why do you live and die during that game? That answer came in the fourth quarter on Sunday. Whatever doubts you had about this or that and whatever, you can still want Matt Canada fired. I do too. But if you watch that fourth quarter, and this was my point this week, and, and you're not moved by that, yeah, step back from it a little bit. You know? and, and DK, even me saying it, you know, I did my breakdown on my show today about the Ravens, just like Pittsburgh probably should have lost that game. But you know what? A lot of organizations can't say. They can't say they got the fight, the will, the drive, the pull out wins like that, DK. Whether it's the mystique of, of Akershore Field slash Heinz Field. Can I the, just throw in parenthetically here all the fight that happened in that game? Miles Killebrew did not get AFC Special Teams Player of the Crazy. Week. They gave it to some dude who put up a bunch of chip shot field goals. I'm not kidding. I don't even remember who it was, and I don't Oof, care. Dude. He Oof. kicked five field goals, but three of them – we're 27 yards or shorter. What a goof. 
I mean, that's just looking at a piece of paper and not putting any work into it, right? That's all that is. Miles Killebrew changed that football game. Rodney Williams would have been a better pick than this kicker. Than that guy. You know, with... I was just gonna say in a game where this that team, the home team, was the underdog. DK, think about I, that. I feel terrible taking Grayson Brown's comment off the I screen. I do too. Man, I do too. Is, is there a way we could leave it up there? <laughs> just well, we got one on top of it. We it's, it's, it's definitely saved. It might be saved for all time. Thank you again. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, Jason says, "Hey, Moan, can we expect Broderick Jones to win the starting job with another great performance?" If he gets another start, I think he's I think he's it, Moan. What do you think? Man, I've I've been back and forth on this one after oh, yeah? Monday. I've been back okay. and forth on this after Monday. What do you mean? Because a part of me says yes, he should be the starter, or he earned enough reps to become the starter, right? But the other side of me is just like, because I've been on the back end, like like Dan Moore has of this. Like, hey, somebody got injured, somebody got moved in, and then you're not the starter anymore. I don't think Dan Moore's done enough to not be the starter. It's just that you know you got the young Thundercat behind him, and how soon do you want to get him started? It was never going to be a fair fight, and Dan knew it that. ain't. It ain't, man. And and that's where I sit with it. I knew it wasn't going to be a fair fight the moment they drafted him, and that's why we gave so much props and credit to Dan Moore because Dan Moore, who surrounded Broderick Jones more than anybody, DK, that would be that would be sixty five. He they, raised they, his they, arm. And put him under his wing, did he not? Yep. Yeah, and he's still supporting him. He's still – I mean, this this isn't something that's going to go away. Look, Dan Moore is going to make his money in the league. If he continues to become uh, a a, a consistent starting left tackle capable guy, okay, that's someone who's going to have employment in the league for a long time for a lot of dollars. So don't weep for Dan Moore here either. But it's it's also just one of them situations. This one hits me because that's the situation I was put in when they drafted guys to take my spot, and I was out. But like, what the hell? I didn't even I didn't lose this spot. And then of course I proved that I didn't lose it. So Dan will get redemption if that is the case. It's just hard for me, y'all, and this is my bias. So judge me how you want to to just say, hey, yeah, give the rookie the job. I can't do that. But he didn't do a lot to lose that either, Brian. Brian puts up on the screen for people listening on podcasts. Sorry, but Dan didn't do enough to keep the job. Did he do enough to lose the job? No, I don't think he did. Both have had mistakes when been given the opportunity. And again, this is the thing. It's one game that Broderick's had as a starter. What do you do when there's more film? Will he get better and continue? If he does, he's earned it. Evan Ward says, Rodney Williams is my guy. He came over to sign autographs during training camp, and I wish him the best of luck this season. I cheer for him every time I see him play. It's amazing how that stuff resonates, though, isn't it, Moan? That's like if, you, if, yeah. if you were nice to somebody in Latrobe for about eight seconds, they'll they'll be able to remind you of it eight years later. Yeah, 73. Yeah, I remember you. Yeah, you're awesome. I cheered for you every day. Why? Because you became a real person. You know why people say uh, people don't remember what you did. They may, They remember how you made them feel. I got that's yeah, good. I've yeah. never heard that actually. They don't care about what you did, DK. How did you make them feel? Right? That's that's what matters. And that's they made them feel good. That's why they remember and root for them. Hodge, who's drinking some Baltimore tears still four <laughs> days after the fact, reminds us that it's this is now six wins in the last seven games against the Raisins. And that's that's 
That's pretty impressive. That I mean, I hadn't impressive. thought of it that way. But they, they have started to take a little bit of control here. And by the way, Kenny Pickett is 2-0 and against the Raisins. Wow. Including the W down there. You recall the, the late touchdown pass uh, to, to Najee Harris. Two, two things before you move further. This mm-hmm. right here from Mr. Nick of Time. Wasn't Dan ranked one of the worst in the game he played? Okay, cool. And I'll always go to this. John Knox, man after my own heart. (laughs) Don't trust the grade specifically on the offensive line when it comes to PFF. They only know a few guys that they love. Anybody, yeah, most of them are are related to in some form or other to Chris Collinsworth or Cincinnati in some capacity because Collinsworth owns PFF. Uh, But for those of you who are even fairly new to the Ramon Foster show, every once in a while, I need to tell the story again of the great number 73 out in Chuck Knoll Field at St. Vincent College. And I was standing over in the end zone, dutifully covering the warm-ups and the stretches because that's exciting. (laughs) And over there on our side of the sideline was this handful of real geeky-looking guys, right? Yeah. And and I mean that in a a good way. I mean, you just – you can can tell geeks, right? Okay. And Moan had no problem figuring out who these guys were. No, I knew. I knew, and I told them their grading system sucks to their face, okay? No, 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 no. You're not doing that comment justice. He didn't say it to their face. He said it to the entire team, this guy (laughs) I'm sharing this show with. Okay? He just yelled out, y'all grading system sucks. (laughs) They don't know how to judge offensive linemen. They They don't. Ash White. <laughs> and you know what? That still holds the case when it comes down to it, though, too. And and here's the thing, though, too. I see somebody just said this a second ago. Jay, put this up here. PFF also ranks TJ outside of the top five as a pass rusher. I mean, what do you do with that? They're counting games. pressures more yeah. than actual getting the man down on the ground, DK. I, I, I understand following a formula, but I if your formula leads – to the flagrantly incorrect result, you need to adjust the formula. This is this is like science, you know. Please. And and I saw one of their main guys on social media trashing Shady McCoy for calling Dak Prescott a double S. Okay, he called him just flat out and just basically saying that's not an analyst. But I'm also thinking to myself, like I've I've asked you guys to have guys in house to view how offensive line play is and how you guys block and what's real and what's not. So many people running with that Randy Randy call on social media thinking it's a call for Randy Moss. DK, that's not the case. And even if that was a check to friggin' uh, George Pickens... It wasn't. It was mostly about the protection. Yes, it was about the protection. It was also designed to send... There was also... That would send a signal to George that, yes, the play is still on. You know, it... it, it, Who said that again? I, well, that came right. Oh, you mean you? No, no, no. I, well, I said that, but that came directly from Kenny. Oh, Kenny Pickett, yeah. Yeah, including that Matt Canada drew up the play earlier in the week, that they practiced it exactly like that with exactly those calls. That's as rehearsed as rehearsed gets. Everybody had their fun with it for about 24 hours. Yeah. yeah you know? Yep. And it happened. It can be true that the story, that the story is totally, the narrative was totally inaccurate and that Matt Canada still should be fired. It's okay <laughs> no, to just be accurate with these things. It can't be. Here's another one I like right here mm-hmm. from Coken. We talk a lot about JPJ and Broderick Jones, but what do we think about Ben? We talk a lot about him too. Is he ready to get more snaps? He's got more snaps. You know what, Larry O, 
was talking <laughs> about Keanu Benton after this game. Yeah. And he said that, you know, he's getting things done in there that I don't know that, you know, it can be recognized. Meaning he's – he's okay. Because if you look at Keanu Benton's stats from the game Sunday, I believe it was uh, two tackles, one solo. It? Okay. It wasn't, that, it wasn't that exciting, okay? But they're seeing stuff that only people like Ramon and interior linemen on either side of the football can see or appreciate. Who did you take out? Uh, how much space did you – how much? How easy were you to move? Mm-hmm. How easy were you to fool? Did you not adjust to your gaps? Um Larry O is loving what he's seeing from Keanu Benton, and I'll take that. Yeah, I'll take that over any stats or PFF or anything. I want to hear it from somebody who's in there. And and here's the thing too about uh, Keanu Benton and the role that he's going to play. If he's making a ton of plays, you're going to recognize it. And if he's not making a ton of plays, you shouldn't recognize that. You shouldn't recognize that because that means he's simply doing his job. If he only logs you two tackles in a game, but you see guys like Quan Alexander, Landon Robbins being able to shoot the gap and get to the back end of the uh, backfield. Yes. That's what he's doing. Okay. That's that's what Larry O was talking about. And that's what the inside linebackers were talking about. They had clear lanes. They could go on the attack. Why? In part, because 99 and 95, and by the way, James points out here incorrectly that Isaiah Loudermilk has performed better in that regard as well. They had a good day against Baltimore's running game, uh, number 35 in particular. They also, other than one real weird broken play that Lamar Jackson ran for about 20 yards, you didn't see much from him on his feet either. Can I explain what, what they were able to do up front, DK? So we talk about just playing your role with Lamar. Go ahead. You saw this is his offensive line right here. You saw this from the way those guys rush. They stayed in their lanes. They kept him. This is Lamar right here on my my mic. They kept him right there. And that allowed for Lamar to get kind of swallowed up a little bit, let TJ close on him, or have those errant passes around the field, DK. That means the big boys up front did exactly what you needed them to do. Stayed in their rushing lanes. And was a breakdown? Yeah, here and there. But it allowed those those premier rushes, TJ and Alex, to flush him out and push him up to where they were able to get pressure on. And I absolutely love that plan, DK. That master plan was put into place when? With Coach Tom, the first time we ever saw him. A long time ago. And there's a reason that Lamar Jackson is 2-7 and seven against the Steelers. And there's a reason, by the way, that opponents, including playoff opponents of Baltimore, including Mike Rabel uh, with the Titans, whenever they faced Baltimore, in the playoffs where did Vrabel find his his yeah go ahead we play his, yep he just said oh look what Pittsburgh did all right why don't we just do that guys all right let's call it a day you know, I, I, that was the end of it I gotta cover that game and it's funny that Pittsburgh played Ravens the, the week before the Titans do it's gonna be fascinating to see if they approach it the exact same way you know I'm gonna have my eye out for that DK James says when Cam comes back whose snaps will he be taking the answer to that is yes and who cares let's who just get cares? him back <laughs> I hope he's able to karaoke and high step down the field. That's all I want from Cam right now, DK. Yeah, I don't think I don't think anybody needs no, in all seriousness, though, if you have three down linemen, those are your three down linemen because yeah, Keanu plays in the middle. Mm-hmm. Okay. If, if it's two, then it's gonna be it's gonna be Cam and Larry. Uh what you do want, though, more than anything else, though, and Jim brings it up here again, what is Larry O's injury? That's a tough one to answer right now because when Larry O got hurt the other day, remember he was wow. down for a while. Yeah, he was. He's had the foot injury now since before he signed. That was oh, back God. when the Bears, when the Bears annulled his contract and everything. Yeah, you, you said Doug. 
that this guy does. He goes, he he misses practices and he goes out there and plays like that in games. Yeah. Do you know what that tells you about what what circumstance he's working through here? Yeah. My belief is that Larry just re-injured the foot in some capacity while he was out there, stayed down. He did one of these, like that's that's the face that an athlete makes when it's a recurring thing. Like this thing ever fix it gonna go away. Okay, like Marquise in the ankle. Yep. Yep. Okay. Where you just go, I'm never ever gonna get this thing fixed right. And Larry goes off the field, and even the head coach ran out. Yeah. At the time. Oh. And Larry comes off with him, and guess what? He's right back out there after that. I asked him afterward, "How are you doing?" He goes, oh, "I'll be fine." Of course, that's the answer. Of course, that's the answer. But you know, he's not DK. <laughs> yeah. Do, do you believe, by the way, Holden brings this up? Do you believe Terrell Austin when he says that Joey Porter Jr. isn't a starter yet? He don't want to do it in public. He doesn't want to do it like that. He don't want to do it like that. No. And, and I will tell y'all this, too. As much as we see Joey Sr. be happy for him, Joey Sr. would want to see that be the case. Uh, go back and listen. I will suggest a podcast. Listen to Ryan Clark's podcast with him and JJ. He going to let him know, like, this ain't going to be no easy role just because my role was different. Like, you ain't got to just go work. That's all Joey said. You got to go work. And that was a good sentiment right there from his pops, man. Our last question for the day goes to Luke, who asks, Hey, Moan, do you believe in Mason Cole? I'm paraphrasing here, but do you think he'll play better? If not, what do we do at center? Uh, he's the best option at center. I'll just leave it right there. And again, I mentioned yesterday that uh, may maybe James Daniels being out plays a little bit of a part. Maybe having a new left guard plays a little bit of a part from last year to this year. Him being a pro, I expect him to play better. Because here's the thing. You know when it's bad. But again, same way we're looking at Larry O. I don't know if he's got an injury. I don't know if his shoulder's jacked up. He got a bad knee. I'm not excuse making, and it very much sounds like it. I'm sorry, y'all. But I can I tell you, I'm not aware better. of any Mason injury. That doesn't mean he doesn't have one. Okay. So I'm yeah. not trying to be disrespectful in either way. Yeah. Here, but I'm not aware of any Mason injury. Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, he needs to be better, period. And he knows that. And he knows that there's a reason he stands tall in front and center. Uh, Casey in, in, said in, that too. You you can't change centers. You just yes. can't. It's, it's, this it's isn't tough. high school. Yeah, this isn't high school. Okay, I mean, you you can't do that to your quarterback. You can't do that to the rest of the line. It, it's 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 asking way too much. All right, guys. <laughs> it is DK. All right, guys. Uh, we we got one too from DB Cooper. You want to hit that afterwards? We talked. Yeah, about it we'll a do bit. that afterward. Let everybody know yeah. here. Oh, uh, lies, James Lawson. Yeah, Cole is a stiller. Don't do that. We'll be right back. We'll be right back. Yeah, here's DB Cooper reminding us uh, that, the, that the show won't be here Thursday and Friday, not because the guys are away, but because that guy over there is heading to London. I go across the pond, man. Uh, well, who was it that called it the pond? Was was it them that said that? Because it's bigger been, than a pond. It might have been Columbus. Okay, all right, for sure. For See, sure. He, he wasn't intimidated by it. He just looked at it and said, yeah, it's just a pond, man. Mm. I, I don't know. Maybe Leif Erikson, Ferdinand Magellan. Who else can name another explorer? Can you name a fourth explorer? A fourth oh, explorer? How about Amerigo Vespucci? There you go. Look at you. Look at you. <laughs> go off, DK. What a ridiculous! Look at the big brain on DK. <laughs> Where is that from? Pulp Fiction. What a ridiculous!
Oh, is that Samuel L. Jackson? And look at the big brain on Brad. Uh, see, look at Jay Quest coming Ponce in with a drop of Ponce de Leon on us here. Dude. Lewis and Clark. No, man. Yeah, I was on land, <laughs> man. What are we talking, talking about here? How about baby? the late, great Dan Rooney retracing the Lewis and Clark expedition? Crazy. Explorer himself, DK. Isn't that what an amazing thing that was, uh, huh? Yeah, big time. Big Vasco time. da Gama. <sighs> Look at these, look at these people. Oh, uh, you, you're going to have 10 of these by the time you become one yourself. I am, DK. Years, exactly from now, years from now, they'll say, oh, yeah, the great Ramon Foster. He could cross the pond. I'd say they want Matt Canada to go across the border. <laughs> in a Titans charter jet. I know, right? DK, they're dogging you, man. Chris called you out, man. That's crazy. He is. So totally. Uh he, there's no scurvy, there's no rickets, there's no berry berry on your flight. No, we got none of that, DK. We got an automatic flight uh, navigational system in the sky is what we have. Marco Polo, come on, man. That was what? the other direction. Somebody put Captain. What about Captain Morgan? What about him? Captain Morgan, I believe, is being served on that charter flight. <laughs> he should be the How about Romeo DeFoster? I like that. <laughs> I like that, DK. Pretty solid, man. Han Solo. What's wrong with y'all, dog? I think people just making up names is what Jim said. Jim Montgomery. Ah, man. See, Greg Yoko goes for the lowest hanging fruit here, right? Christopher Columbus. Uh, we've got uh, we've got DeSoto is another one to throw mm -hmm. in. Amelia Earhart. Amelia yeah. Earhart's a good one. She, in her own way, was doing stuff that nobody had done before. Facts. Very much true. I DK. like that. Wow. What a bizarre ending to this show. You know you know where we're going to uh, take this to close it out for the week? Tell us. Grayson Brown. You're far too kind, Grayson. We didn't start this show for all this to be happening right here, DK. This was our outlet to uh, discuss our team. My team. You cover it. It's my team. Our team. Yeah, somebody was in here, this was a couple days ago, and said, I remember when you guys started, and it was just once a week, and I thought it was pretty cool, and I just wish there was so much more of it. And I told him about the day you and I were in the hotel lobby in Nashville, and like Moan was like, we did it. It was like, it was live, and you're like, whoa, that was cool. Can yeah. we just do that every day? Uh, yeah, we didn't know the format and how we was going to do it consistently, and we've had some trial and error with stuff, but uh, Grayson, you're fortunate. And not just you, we've had... Uh, Numerous memberships to be bought. Also, DK, uh, Daniel Pike added 10 more memberships throughout the show. We've had others get memberships too, man. It's always uh, appreciated. Mm -hmm. Charles Lindbergh, Sir Francis Drake. Drake. <laughs> He's, what is Wild Irish Rose? I don't even know That's what that a is. a whiskey or liquor, DK. That's what that is. Alan, you should be better than this. I thought you were a doctor, by the way. You're yeah. smarter than that. Leif Erickson, I believe, is a left-handed defenseman. The Penguins just added. Um, Charles Lindenberg, really? Yeah. So, so listen, guys, uh, or listen, Moan, take care of yourself over there. I might go see Arsenal while I'm over there. Or their uh, field, their pitch. Oh, is that cool? Yeah. yeah you use the right terminology when you do that. You know, it's, it field. it's a pitch. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we're playing at Tottenham. Say, Tottenham. What is it? Tottenham. Yes, Tottenham Hotspur, Hotspur, I believe, is the name of the of the franchise. Yeah, we played at Wembley, and they're playing at Tottenham Hotspur. By the way, do you know their fields drop down and hide underneath the ground? I, I don't know. I've seen some of these new stadiums that yeah. they put up over there, and they're amazing, including that one, which was designed in part for, for football to, to accommodate American football. 
uh, and working in conjunction with the NFL. And I think that's just there's just more and more pieces that are coming into play uh, for London to get its own team. And then from there to what? I don't know about them getting their own team. If you do it, it has to be a European division. You have to have four. Okay. And then you, and then from there, when you, when they have longer homestands or when they come to the United States, you make one road trip, but you play three games. There's ways to do it that it's, that it's not that tough. Um, the only catch is, and players have brought this up, you got to want to play there. You got to want to play there. Schooling, kids, wives, family. It's still the NFL. Taxes. When you're talking about the upper, upper, upper crust of football, you've got to make that situation very attractive so that someone like an Aaron Rodgers can say, listen, I want to spend my whole career here. Although, i got to tell you, comparing metropolitan Green Bay, Wisconsin to London. (laughs) You'd much rather be in London, probably. I am 100% in favor of the NFL being in Europe. 100 thousand billion percent that's right i think it'd be just amazing all right guys it's bye week for us too i did the clap <laughs> you did uh it's bye week for us too we will be back with a show moan swears he can yes. pull it off on monday all right we'll be yeah 100 uh, percent. all right guys peace all right <laughs>